When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are joined now by Jason Lockon for who's high on the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Good morning, Jason. Thanks for joining us, man. My pleasure. Hope you guys are well. We are excellent. I saw you wrote the Washington Post that you think mm-hmm. the Steelers are the AFC sleeper team this year. I remember you being on with us last year, and the Steelers had just come up from the doldrums after a tough first half, and you said, that's it. Right there. That's the Steelers bottoming out, yeah. and now Hope they've turned it around. Head. Yeah. Yeah. So what makes you so bullish on them this year? Well, I mean, look, it's it's part of it is is my opinion, but I think it's it's more people in the league, um, people who I trust implicitly, who've been evaluators um, of schemes and and individual players for a long time, who you know sort of collectively are like, hey, you should you should keep your eye on them. Like, you know, what makes you so sure? Um, that these other teams in that division are better than them. And, you know, why Why can you get 5-1 to one for them to win the division when, you know, look at what they did in the second half last year. And why is their win total set at Vegas lower than anybody else in this division in turmoil last year? Turmoil is probably not the right way to put it, but, but in transition, um, in, in that first weird year where you're finally kind of sloughing off this, you know, sort of was left of Ben Roethlisberger, and embracing this new thing. I mean, they still won more than they lost there. And then you start to dig down on it um, statistically, right, numerically, and you're like, man, they really were making a lot of strides in a lot of ways. And then you, you look at the defense, and that looks like it could, could be as good or better than ever, which is um, best in the league, right? I mean, that's the kind of potential that that league has. And, and I don't think there's a whole lot of – debate about that defense. Like, I don't know a whole lot of people are going to sit there and try to say that if that group stays relatively healthy, that they won't be uh, incredibly impactful. And then you look at the, the cohesion of the coaching staff and, um, you know, the, how much consistency there is there. And, yeah, why not? Why not the Steelers? And I'm with you. I, I like the Steelers on the money line to win this game on Sunday. Um, I don't like them if Bosa, you know, were definitely in the mix still, but – but now that he's probably not and, and Kittle might not be, um, I know you guys haven't had a week one home game in a long, long time. Mike Tomlin's been really good in week ones by and large. Um, and I'm old enough to remember, what, the Steelers getting seven points, I think it was a year ago, to the Bengals and winning that game. And the Steelers getting six and a half or seven against the Bills at Buffalo the year before that and right winning that one, I think, outright. So, um, yeah, I think this is a real good spot for them to wake some people up and start – uh, proving some points. Jason, how far can Kenny Pickett take this team? Like, what's his ceiling in your opinion? I, I mean, I, I, the whole thing is I, I don't think he's, like, he'll be better, and, and I think he's going to be really good, but I don't think he has to be transcendent for, for them to be competing at the highest levels of the AFC because of everything else, because of the improvements they've made to the offensive line, because of all the um, – the multiplicity and diversity that they can have schematically. I mean, you know, I think any given week that they could beat you in 11 personnel, they could beat you in 12 personnel, 
They could beat you with a running back and a fullback. They could find ways to get to both, you know, running backs on the field at the same time. Um, and they might need 10 points to beat you. They might need 18 to beat you, maybe 24. I don't know if they're going to need a whole lot more than that with that defense. So I think he's in a great situation. Um, and I, I do believe that he's going to continue to make better decisions. He's going to continue to improve his ball placement. Um, we we saw so much growth last year. And I think, again, um, a whole offseason with him as the guy and what that means for you as a leader and what that means for your confidence is a big, big deal. Um, and, and uh, again, you look at holes that opened up in the second half of last year that weren't there in the first year. You look at, you know, yards before contact for those running backs before the bye and after the bye. I mean, if, if those things continue and, and Pickett just merely continues on the path he was in terms of eliminating um, the interceptions, that they're a formidable team. Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenford joining us here on the Fan Morning Show. How are things going with that offense in Baltimore with the new coordinator and weapons they have? Well, we'll see. You know, I mean, that they, they haven't really had all the pieces on the same page even, even this summer. Um, it just has never really come together in terms of um, just sort of the confluence of availability, right? And they, they were the opposite of the Steelers. They were incredibly conservative about anybody doing anything in these preseason games. And then you look at, you know, Rashad Bateman got a late start. J.K. Dobbins had a hold in. Um, around the time those guys started coming back, Mark Andrews picked up whatever Mark Andrews has, and he hasn't done much in two weeks. So it's never, you know, it's never really all been together, e- even for practices. Um, and if you go back historically and, and look at, you know, Lamar Jackson, Ronnie Stanley, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, J.K. Dobbins, all on the field at the same time in games, it, it doesn't happen. Like, it just it doesn't happen. I mean, I think Ronnie Stanley and Lamar Jackson have played 13 total games together since Lamar's wow. uh, MVP season in 2019. Yeah, they've never played more than six games together in the same season since Lamar's, you know, 2019 unanimous MVP. So, you know, and now you're throwing a new offense with Todd Munkin, and, you know, I, so we're, we're, we're going to have to see. Now, it better be the best unit right away because I think the defense leaves a lot to be desired. Um, and I think the offense will probably get – pretty good pretty quickly but when you look at their schedule will it be quickly enough and and yeah they're the biggest favorite on the board this weekend against houston um and i get all that but they've got you know a gauntlet of three divisional road games really early in the season they've got a weird trip to london um so we'll see how they handle how they handle all that um even last year when the defense got markedly better with roquan smith they still crater in the fourth quarter you know they don't really have pass rushers they don't have closers they don't have guys who make plays on the ball in the air, and they don't have guys who um, wreck a line and get to the quarterback when everything matters. They've got to kind of scheme that up through, you know, pressures and packages. They don't have a lot of dudes. Um, so the offense is going to have to score points. Um, and, and I think they will, and I think Todd Munkin will be very good for them. Uh, but I do think the first month is going to be a fair amount of working out the kinks. Jason, there's never been a team that won the AFC North three years in a row. Can the Bengals do that this year? They certainly could. I mean, it's not going to be easy. Uh, this is probably the best division in football. I think the game that they have with the Browns this weekend will be very interesting. The Browns play them really well. The Browns, uh, Joe Burrow's numbers against the Browns are not great. And obviously this is a weird situation for Joe Burrow 
having another, you know, yet another summer where this looked like it was going to be the first one that was relatively normal from a preparation standpoint, and it turns out to be anything but. Um, you know, I think the defense will probably carry them a little bit early and and maybe late because um, the offensive line still gives me a little pause. Like, Jonah Williams should have been on the right side a long time ago. He's a better right tackle than a left tackle. That doesn't mean he's a quality right tackle by NFL standards. You know, and Orlando Brown can road grade you, but um, if you're dropping back to throw 40 times a game, that can be problematic, ask, ask Andy Reid. So I think they've made some upgrades. Um, I think Lou Anarumo will continue to put that defense in positions to succeed. But the, but this the division in totality is much better than it was when they started their run a couple couple years ago. So um, and you look at how the schedule breaks, and it's not just who you play, but when you play them. And again, I I I think the Steelers can very easily. I say easily. I think the Steelers could, could certainly win that division, and it would not surprise me if the Steelers were ahead of the Bengals in the standings. Last thing here for you, Jason. You are in midseason form, my friend. Uh, what are you hearing on Nick Bosa, if anything? Uh, I mean, he look. This is uh, this is a, a difficult situation because the Forty ers have a history of not just like doing deals that everybody can walk away from the table and feel good about. The 49ers have a way of, of wanting to bludgeon people. And, you know, Pragmaroff, their chief negotiator, has been one of the champions over there at the NFL Management Council because they have been adherent to certain salary structures and the way that they dole out guarantees and what they will and won't do, that makes a lot of people in New York happy. And it makes the, the 49ers thump their chest. I would say, show me the Lombardi trophies, you know, show me what we're really celebrating here. Like getting to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I get, all right. Like, okay. Um, I'm not sure what it's really gotten them, uh, except they can sit there and say, we don't capitulate on this. We don't capitulate on that. You know, they hide behind funding rules and say, we can't, we can't guarantee this. We can't guarantee that because we don't put money in escrow. Unlike these other Jamokes. So I, I think a lot of that's coming back to bite them now and that this gets personal pretty quickly. And so you've got them who've made their reputation on we're, we're the big bad 49ers. It's, it's Prague and Jed. You don't, you know, you, you, you take what we give you. And you've got a Bosa family who is dead set on setting some new precedents and they want to kind of make a statement of their own. It's not just about the money, but it's also about the, Hey, those guys who said they'd never do this and never do that. Guess what? We bent them. We snapped them. <clears throat> so, so he's going to get his money. I just don't know what, what the package is going to look like. I mean, if we're talking, you know, AAV and all the traditional stuff, like, yeah, he's going to set new standards for edge buys. He probably will beat Aaron uh, Aaron uh, Donald in some aspects. Uh, but I don't think all that's going to be resolved in time for him to, to probably play this football game. Um, and, and I'm just watching because when these kind of things happen, and it starts bleeding into the regular season, then you just start looking at soft tissue issues. And you start saying, you know, is this guy going to try to do too much and come out like a rocket and prove the contract that he's, you know, that he's worth it all? Not that he has anything to prove. Like we saw with his brother, though, even on his rookie deal, and then there's a hammy or there's a calf or there's a groin. Um, 
I don't have a great feeling about the 49ers this year. And I'm not a big Brock Purdy guy either. Like, I, I, I don't know. Go look at the defenses he faced last year, and he threw for 235 yards against them, and people want to anoint them. Um, I, I think the 49ers are the second-best team in that division, and I'm not completely sold that the 49ers make the playoffs, even in the watered-down NFC. Jason, you brought it, man. Yes, he did. This was awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Anytime, Hopefully we get guys. a chance to do soon. Awesome, man. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take it easy.